Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My indoor corn plant sprouted blossoms overnight. What is it trying to tell me? Have you seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers? <laughs> I used to be living in the Twilight Zone. Now it's more like Twin Peaks, abandoned cars, creepy bearded dudes, empty diners. I've got a serious fish in my percolator, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> when an Amazon box is so big, it can't be folded up to fit in the recycle bin. That's the tweet. That's the tweet, all right. Who do I talk to if I'm being gaslit by my phone? I don't know, Heather. That sounds horrible. Have such a good day. everyone and welcome to have such a good day the show that wants you to do just that come on it's star usted sarah lane uh estoy bien heather (laughs) (laughs) thanks for being so formal with me how y'all doing out there yeah how is everybody you know whatever language you speak we're speaking english for most of the show anyway heather you speak better french than i do but we could probably cobble together a French episode in the future. We say right. I don't know who that would serve, but uh, new Provence, yeah, if you're out there and you're like, "Hey, I prefer you to do the show in French," that'd be fun. Know. Actually, it's like all these Italian and French movies that I'm watching that are dubbed, like I was telling you. Mm. And but it's like they, mm-hmm. it, like you watch their mouth, and on some of them, they really do seem like they're mouthing English. So you get it's kind of cool, but they're clearly like a Spanish person, or they're clearly a French person, you know, and it's like, it's kind of a trip. So we could do something like that, even though you can't see our our mouths, but you know what I mean? We could translate it into multiple languages. Yeah. Why not? I love that idea. You won't be able to see it, but we could dub something. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, you just tell us how you like it. The end result. Uh, If you're familiar with the show or if you're unfamiliar, even more importantly, reminder that this is the show where we Unpack the absurdity of everyday life because boy, is it weird. And entertaining. Yeah. Let us help you have such a good day and maybe we'll all learn a little in the process. Indeed, Heather. Indeed. So what's been going on, Sarah? I don't know. I have lots of like nature stories this week uh, between my corn plant sprouting. The, I mean, that was weird. Corn plant? I Explain because I didn't know you could grow corn plants inside. Well, it's not corn plant that is like a corn stalk mm-hmm. um, that you would see traditionally, you know, like children of the corn type <laughs> corn plant. It is called a corn plant. It's um, it doesn't have to be indoors, but it often is. It's sort of this Googling it. sort of semi-tropical, um, almost palm-like 
kind of plant. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've, ha- I've had it for years. Yeah, and it's a good one. Um, yeah, it's it's great. And it has had like a couple of like down months where I'm like, I don't know about this corn plant. And then it'll kind of come back and it's had sort of a renaissance <laughs> lately. Like for whatever reason, it's, it's just kind of happy in the little corner that it's in, in my place. It's getting the right amount of light. You know, I give it, you know, my um, little plant food, you know, not too much, but I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to keep it happy and it seems happy. However, and you know how plants sometimes will, and especially the cactus variety, you know, the, like you'll like wake up and you'll be like, oh my God, there are all these flowers all over this. Oh yeah. Like overnight. Yeah. Like overnight. <laughs> that is what happened with this. But it's not like, it's not sort of like a, oh, it's a pretty, you know, like pink flower or whatever. It's not really that kind of plant. Mm-hmm. It's a stalk, but it's like, it almost looks like Queen Anne's lace. <laughs> It's weird. And I smelled it and I'm like, it kind of smells sweet. Like it smells like, you know, a flower. I don't know what's going on. I looked on the internet. I'm not the first person that this has happened to, but apparently it's like somewhat unusual. So I don't know. Well, it might be it's a good omen. I I have to think, you know, me being optimist and all, I think it's going to be maybe a good omen, especially if it's having a renaissance. I mean, it might be the only thing having a renaissance right now. Exactly. Like if one of my indoor plants that has seen better days is blooming, mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good. About it all. <laughs> bloom is good. I would say a bloom is a positive thing. It could be worse. But on the subject of nature, I had um, a lot of drama uh, at the property, as there always is, um, over the last week. Some of it is just like I'll just sound like I'm bitching about Airbnb, so I'm just not going to do it. Um, So this is not uh, people-related, but uh, it's tree-related. So when I moved in uh, almost a year ago to the day, Mm -hmm. we're getting close. It's it's crazy. It's been almost a year. And um, that was sort of the tail end of the sort of late summer that California often experiences. Mm -hmm. And so it was hot when I moved in. And then pretty soon after that, it became winter. You know, it rained and, you know, it's kind of cold at night and that whole thing. And that's fine. I, I, I grew up in these parts, no big deal. But I didn't realize, you know, how much, and, and it's weird because people say, oh, California, we're in a drought. We did get a lot of rain early in that season, mm-hmm. this last winter. It just didn't last as long as it should have. And so we ended up, you know, where, you know, there was a lot of fires again. But it did rain a lot kind of early on. And because of that, the soil gets soft and trees start falling. That's just a reality of life anywhere you live in the woods. Yep. Um, and depending on the trees, certain trees, especially if you're on an incline, it's all, you know, it's, it's you know, it's just, it's not rocket science. Well, there was a tree that a bay tree that fell in our yard. No one was in the Airbnb. I was safe in my unit. It fell away from me, but it was dramatic. I mean, so it was a big ass bay tree, like really one of the like massive ones. Oh, it was like it was over a hundred feet. Was it windy? Uh, I don't really remember. You know, I I actually don't really remember that particular night. Hmm. But it happened in the middle of the night. I was asleep. Mm-hmm. I heard a terrible crash. I jumped out of bed because I thought my TV must have fallen off the wall. You know, like that was the only thing I could think of that would make such a noise. Mm. You know, and I, you know, I turn on the lights. I look around because, you know, I was I, I didn't I couldn't tell where it had come from. It was just like, ah, you know, and I, I'm like, 
My house is fine. Otis is a little weirded out. Lucy's a little weirded out because I just jumped out of bed, you know, and they're kind of looking at me like, what are we doing? And so I thought, you know, something must have fallen on the roof. Well, the roof doesn't, you know, nothing caved in. I'm just going to go back to sleep, you know, because like, what am I going to do right now? You know, it's 3 a.m. Yeah. And so I did. So I never saw the catastrophic thing that actually happened until the following morning when I actually, it was light and I emerged from my, from my unit and the tree again is, is, I mean, I cannot overstate how much I was like, what the fuck? Like what, like it was really bad. And again, no one was at the house besides me. So, you know, there was no, no danger to people, but if people would have been there, bad news bearers. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that all happened. Um, and because of that, that was like, I think it was January. Mm-hmm. So it was this year, but, you know, almost, you know, it's going going on some time. So because of that, there are these couple other bay trees that technically sort of curl over my neighbor's unit. He lives on the other side of a fence from me. Not far, but, you know, he's, he's kind of right there. Mm-hmm. And when that whole tree thing with us happened, he was like, yeah, I'm going to try to get the county to come out and get these trees. And it's a whole thing because the trees are technically outside of his property. Mm-hmm. So it's like the county is supposed to take care of things like that. If it's like, you know, if they're a menace, you know, to people, mm-hmm. it's very hard to get anybody out to do things like that. Mm-hmm. And so he started asking back in January. He's like, yeah, I want these trees down because I saw what just happened to their trees. And these trees are actually going to fall right on my house oh, and God. kill me. Yeah. And, the you know, as as time went by, because they really are – I love bay trees again. Bay trees, I love you. But they were they were at such an angle that I'm like – you know, I kept looking at them like, yeah, he thinks they're going to fall on his house. But, like, they at least that one might fall on my house when it falls. And it's going to. And we better get this done before it rains, you know, or it's curtains. <laughs> and so, and so, um, I didn't know this ahead of time. Would have been nice to get a heads up, but I was just happy that it was happening yesterday. County came out, and you know the the, the tree guys. They're, um, I mean, they don't have to be guys, but they just happen to be guys um, in this case. I mean, they are like, tr- like, I mean. It, they're like shimmying up a tree and there's a chainsaw and there's, you know, wood chipper and it's a whole thing. It's like, I mean, it's loud. It's, you know, it's really loud. But the amount of work that they did in one single day, just couldn't believe it's like it. It's remarkable. Yeah. I've seen them work too. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to do it, but I'm like, because you always think like, this is really dangerous. That guy should not be doing that. Yeah. And then they, they, they're they all kind of strapped in and they know what they're, they know what they're doing. I don't know. So tree got um, hauled away and it's funny. I, I, I kept saying there were two trees. I mean, there, there were two that kind of went in different directions, but once everything got taken away and I looked at the stump that was left, I was like, that is not even really that big of a stump. Hmm. Trees are crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, I mean, if it's like a redwood tree or something, it's like, of course, the trunks are like huge, huge. But this was this was like, it was a lot of tree. Yeah. But the but the root was not really like that big. But a lot of big. branches and a lot of, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's not a very wide tree. Yeah, we have a lot of tree stumps on our property because, you know, we used to be in the woods, but now we're more of like a chaparral kind of thing because we had to cut down all the trees because it's so dangerous. Like the storms get pretty wild up here. 
Um, mm. So there's a lot of stumps like on the property that have like grown over, you know, whatever it is. And and I actually kind of like it without the trees. I mean, I love a good tree, but it's nice because you get more sun and you get things grow better, obviously. But um, I have I have actually my first uh, movie recommendation for you in light of this because you're saying okay how nature <laughs> can be a little um, it, it can it can be so sort of overwhelming you know um, in its nature. Um, well, there's I, seriously I saw probably one of my favorite movies ever the other night for the first time, and it's a very minimalist thriller so that you can you could see it because it's not something that would give you nightmares but it's about okay. it's a kind of an environmental thriller it's about it's an australian movie about a couple that goes kind of out to the beach and goes camping and they're really mean to nature and like nature kind of gets back at them in like this subtle kind of way it's called long weekend um, so look it up. It's Australian. Hmm. It's really, really, really good. I like nature fighting back. I'm into that. Yeah, I think you would like it because it is has a really good moral kind of like lesson, you know, which I, I really like that too. So I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I would call it just more of a sort of like a minimalist thriller. It has like a tone to it, but I don't think it would hmm. give you nightmares. It's actually cool the way it like backlashes <laughs> or it gets back at them, you know, that's your, I guess your first yeah. homework. <laughs> Well, thanks, Heather. I no appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah, what's been going on with your week? Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't help but think that next week is going to be like so awesome because this week has kind of sucked. Um, and that's maybe the optimist um, speaking in me. Yeah, I don't know. It's just been, I've been sort of like hobbling through the week. I'm like dropping things. I had like my shirt on backwards yesterday and like I knew something <laughs> felt weird and like had all these layers on. It was like, you know, this whole thing and <laughs> just been kind of a ball of worry. My cats broke a nice pot. You know, I've been bumping my elbow and my knee. Like people have been mean to me on the road. I'm not sleeping that well. I'm getting relentless phone spam, which kind of keeps me on edge, to be honest. Um, it's like relentless. It's crazy. I feel like I'm being harassed. Um, and so it like kind of adds to my anxiety. Um, it's like one of those weeks where I feel like a piano might fall out of the sky and hit me in the head. But, um, you know, th it happens. We have days and weeks and sometimes months and maybe even years like this. Um, and just, you know, part of human existence. But one of my stresses this week is just really bizarre, but I think you can relate to it because you don't like paper and pens and pencils and just old school analog things. You're definitely a high tech person. Dude, October <laughs> through like February is like a lot of birthdays for me, like in my life, including uh -huh. yours next week. Indeed, indeed. And I mean, I literally have like four or five birthdays just this month. And so I, I, I'm kind of, I grew up kind of sending greeting cards and I, I like a good birthday card. It's like, and also snail mail has gotten so much more novel now, you know, it's like kind of nice getting, I mean, I don't know if you like getting a piece of snail mail that's actually not a bill in the mail. It can be really nice. It can make your day. You know, like I said, I often get postcards from my friend in Europe and it's like actually kind of lovely. Um, so I, I took on uh, five birthday cards this week, including, um, you know, I needed to get some art supplies like glitter glue and, and whatnot. Um, and it was just stressful. I can't explain it. It was like trying to get like the right card for the right person. They sat on my desk for like four days. I mean, they're already all belated, you know, like I, I none of them are going to get to them on the day. And I just, it was just weird. It like put me in a little bit of this like anxious 
mode because it felt like it was something that was on my list that I had to get done. And every day I just couldn't get it done. It was like, I didn't do it. And so I, I planned to do it that day and then I didn't, and then it moved to the next day. And I just, it's so crazy. I don't know. I can't explain it. It just made me really scattered. And, and just also just like the whole process of writing something that means something that you feel good about in a card that's like specific to that person. And it takes thought, you know, and it's like thought that maybe, maybe we're like out of practice because we don't do that kind of thing very much anymore. And so I felt like there was like a, a lot of pressure. And I also wrote a card to like a kid, which was different. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I had to get like the right yeah. card for the kid and age appropriate jokes, Heather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of a funny thing, but I, I wonder if any of you have felt this way where I try to keep snail mail alive. Um, I don't know if you, if y'all do. Um, I just think it's kind of a cool, like lost art, but it also stresses me out. So I don't know. Do I drop it? and just not do it ever uh, and just like let myself off the hook or do I go out of my way to try to do something nice for someone, which I'm, you know, I'm leaning on, on the ladder, but. Yeah, I, 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 I feel your pain. You are much more of a send a thoughtful physical birthday card kind of person than I am, but, mm -hmm. uh, but everyone loves getting stuff like that. And you're right. Sure. Anytime. I mean, when I go to my mailbox, it's, it's, it's a, it's the walk of dread. Cause I'm like, <laughs> what's going to be in here. It's never I anything it good. Is. It's either catalogs for other people that don't ballots. live here anymore. It's a bill for me, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, well, ballot stuff is like, I mean, yeah, whatever, but like, sure. it's not like, yay, woo, you mm -hmm. know? But if I get something where it's like, Ooh, handwritten, Oh, it came from Heather. It must be, you know, yeah. I totally get, I, I do get that. And you could put it on your refrigerator and it's like, it, it's kind of a warm fuzzy. It's it like, is a warm fuzzy. It's true. At the same time, I just, I think people, they just do that less and less because if you're like me, I mean, I bought so many stamps at Vaughn's like a couple of years ago where I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to buy like 50 stamps uh -huh. and I'll probably use three stamps a year because I don't mail anything ever, but I mm -hmm. have to every once in a while and I don't have mm -hmm. so many stamps and gradually I just used them and I don't know, maybe some like disappeared or who even knows. You know, I, mm -hmm. I knew where they were hiding in a certain pouch and a certain purse and with you know, pencils and pens. Yeah, with all my pencils and pens. I mean, oh my gosh! If you're like Sarah, quickly sh find me a pencil. I'd be like, I would have to like drive to the next town and buy one. Yeah, but um, I do have a couple pens, but only a couple. I hate pens. I hate paper. I hate all that stuff. But the whole mail situation is—it's weird too. And I was just talking about this to somebody. In fact, it was mm -hmm. the DTNS crew, which I did a show with earlier today, where I was mm -hmm. like, I mean, the male men, I mean, male women too, but they just happen to be men that I've sure. seen drive around where I live. They just come at like really weird times. You know, mm -hmm. it's like they came on Sunday and someone was like, oh, it's because sometimes they're doing fulfillment for like Amazon orders. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. But then because sometimes I walk my dog either really early in the morning or kind of late at night, just depending mm -hmm. on our schedule and, you know, he's got to go. And I mean, there'll be a mailman like dropping stuff off at like 10 PM. And I'm like, yeah, that is, that odd. is, I, 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 
the first time I saw it, I was like, well, this is us. Like, should I be worried? Like, who is this person? Like, he's clearly like goes these days pretending to be a male person, you know, and like had hijacked (laughs) somebody's because who is even doing this? And then, you know, there were other days where it's like they're cruising around at 7 a.m. where I'm like, I'm not mad at you for getting on it. But I mean, what what's going on here? Like, what's our schedule? I don't think there is. Don't be one. mad at people for getting on it. I am telling you, <laughs> people in the country are not on it. Let me just tell you, like, nobody has a decent website. Nobody like <laughs> excuse got, gets you. back to you. I know. <laughs> I'm a vet too. Um, no, nobody uh, gets back to you. And I just, I don't know, man, that's a story for another day. But yeah, it's funny. So you you mentioned October as a month where, you know, a lot of birthdays just, you know, we're kind of and yes, my birthday is October 12th. So, you know, right in the middle of the of the month, my dad's birthday is October 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, so because he died, gosh, I mean, 15 years ago, um, wow. I, I really you know, this is not a thing that is as much of a thing as it was for me for a long time. You know, mm-hmm. it's just life, life goes on. And, you know, you, you, you understand that there are certain anniversaries that are good and certain anniversaries that are bad. However, because of that, because my whole life, it was always his birthday was four days before my birthday. Mm-hmm. And he never was, he was not the kind of person who would be like, throw me a party, very much the opposite. And that's probably mm-hmm. where I get it from. You know, like, don't even you don't don't even say happy birthday to me practically it would be you know his whole thing but i always assumed it was because it was like well cuz my kids birthday is in a few days and she's really excited about her birthday and so that's what we're going to focus on and so mm-hmm. that was always kind of the dynamic and when um when when he passed away he passed away shortly before his birthday and mm-hmm. so the end of september to me used to be just like it was miserable. And now I'm kind of like, you know, we just, we're not going to focus on, you know, crappy things. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't, that, that is no longer something that will bring me down at the end of September. That's a good policy. But I know it's there, right? Yeah. And then his birthday comes around and, you know, that's something where it's like, you know, I can drive out to his cemetery and see him if I, if I feel like being, you know, kind of in sync um, or, you know, just have some good thoughts or meditate or whatever, but it's always going to be in that order, you mm-hmm. know, always. And so by the time it gets to my birthday, I'm always just like, uh, you know, let's just get through the holidays <laughs> because it kind of is mm-hmm. like the beginning of, you know, all right, that's my birthday. And then, you know, that's just like, whatever, it's fine. But then right around the corner is Thanksgiving. And what am I doing? Um, and maybe I'm not doing anything. Sometimes I do stuff. Sometimes I don't, you know, but then, then there's the, the holiday holidays, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you celebrate. Um, I don't really celebrate Christmas, but that's something that, you know, I certainly would say Merry Christmas to somebody. It's like, all right, what am I going to do? And I think it's going to be easier. Um, and it was last year as well, because I now live pretty close to my mom. So if I want to, if I want to see her, I get in my car and I can see her in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't used to be that way when I lived far, you know, and the holidays were a lot more stressful for me because we couldn't always just be with each other. But I always mm-hmm. felt really bad if we weren't, you know, like mm-hmm. the hell am I doing and just sitting around by myself on Christmas when I should be, you know, up in Northern California with my mom. And that, you know, that just like, it just like the whole thing was just like, it was such a weird 
um, it was weird mojo for me. And I'm, I'm super committed to it not being, you know, this sort of like death spiral. And especially because we're in an election year, it's weird already. It's going to get weirder. You know, Mm -hmm. we're in, we're in for a weird year. Um, I, I I'm not, yeah. I mean, speaking of optimism, I'm not super optimistic about all that stuff just as far as people behaving themselves. But what I will say, uh, going back to season of the witch, because season of the witch, um, I'm referring to Halloween. I was going to look at those bay trees that got cut down yesterday. And so I had to go around, you know, the side of the house and kind of up this hill and, um, you know, I'm walking my dog and, you know, we're, you know, taking some photos so my landlord could see, you know, all the work that was done. And <laughs> as I'm walking back down, it's getting dark enough so that, you know, um, you're going to notice if, you know, people's lights are on. And I'm like, what kind of carnival situation am I looking at? My neighbors who live in a really cute little house, they have gone ham as hell on Halloween decorations around their house. I mean, there's like zombies crawling up, like multiple zombies wow. like crawling up the walls. There's like a, like a big spider, like a spider that's like 10 feet wide, like up on the hill. Cause they've got some, I don't approve of that. They've got a big ghost, um, who's sort of like, looks like the scream ghost, you know, that mm-hmm. face, but it's like a whole, you know, a whole ghost thing. And, I love it when people go all out on Halloween. I and it's, it's really cool. weird. Cause like, I'm just not that person. Yeah. So the other, like a few weeks ago, they, they, they decorated early, but I just had not been down this particular, um, route in some time. I was walking back from the market and I see this like purple thing, like flashing on the mountain as I'm walking back to kind of where I live. Cause I live kind of on this incline. And I was like, what is happening? Like some pagan ceremony? Like, I did not know what that was. It's the ghost. The oh, ghost awesome. the ghost flashes like purple at <laughs> night. It's pretty dramatic. I mean, to the point where I mean, it doesn't bother me, but if you lived like the people who live directly next to them, I'm like, I wonder if they're like mad. That would be a little I mean, because the thing is it's probably a lot of different lights that, and especially if they flash, it's like Oh, it's flashing. It probably would be annoying if you were their neighbor, but I, I appreciate I, in fact there's a really cool uh New York Times article about people who get really into like decorating for holidays and how they like to like scare kids and get into the whole thing. And I just think it's kind of fascinating. I personally don't do that, but I, every year I aspire to maybe decorate a little bit, especially I love Halloween, um, or carve a pumpkin or do something, but then of course Mm. I never do. Um, but, um, but you know, the, uh, the spirit is there. Uh, and I like, I like the spirit of Halloween. I think it's kind of a fun. Yeah. I, I know people who are very into it to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm just not. I'm never going to get on your level with this. Yeah. But I I but I understand the fun of it mm-hmm. and, you know, the creativity that a lot of people, totally you know, yeah. that, that whole thing. When I was a kid, I mean, of course I loved it. It was, you know, but I, I really had to hand it to my neighbors because I was like, wow, you guys, you've, you've outdone you yourself. It. Yeah. And then I thought, <laughs> well, what did I do last Halloween? And I don't remember. I mean, I obviously didn't do anything mm-hmm. because I don't remember. But because I live behind a gate kind of up a hill, it's like, yeah, kids aren't trick-or-treating. Even if they wanted to, it's like they can't like come in. So yeah, they just the never can't they just never came in. And I'm like, well, you know, I know that, you know, pandemic stuff is 
you're not, we're, you know, the, the whole trick or treating thing is this is, we're going to have to get creative here. Right. You know, it's, it's complicated, but I thought, well, maybe I'll at least for once, like get a couple of those silly plastic pumpkins and like at least put them outside the gate. And then if you want a piece of candy, you can take it and sanitize it or whatever. I don't I think know. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just, just, just an effort to be neighborly. Yeah, something simple. I think that's a good good idea. And speaking of Halloween, actually, one of our longtime patrons, Jake Adams, he's been with us since I think maybe the beginning. And in fact, the reason why I know this is he, him and I talk about movies all the time on Patreon. Um, you may or may not have seen our posts, um, our back and forth about movies that we're watching. He's really into horror movies and thrillers and a lot of things that I like. And um, he just kind of out of the blue, I hadn't heard from him in a while. And he posted a, he started a new post on Patreon where people can kind of write back and forth, sort of a message board sort of thing. And he said, um, it's been a minute with all these turbulent, uncertain times. It's good to remember the good things we have. It's October. And do you know what that means? It's the 31 days of horror challenge. Oh, that's right. 31 days of horror movies, a horror movie every day. Um, whatever your heart desires, slashers, paranormal, demons, witches, oh my. He typically watches at night for the proper effect. And he's basically going to be keeping this post going the whole month. Um, and anyone wants to join or ha you've already um, started to watch movies, feel free to post your picks. Um, so it's just going to be, it's kind of fun to see what people are watching. Happy Halloween. Uh, so for the last like week, we've been going back and forth, me and a couple other people kind of swapping what we're watching. And obviously I watch many horrors and thrillers, even not on October. But I thought that if any of you want to join the conversation and it covers all horror territory, um, anything that you consider horror, please join us. And if you don't have the link, just email us at have such a good day and I'll send it to you. But what I thought I would do, since Sarah, you don't like horror movies, and I've had a lot of friends recently reach out about the fact that they are not horror people either, but they kind of want to get into the spirit. And so I thought, well, what a good opportunity to um, kind of do a list of maybe some of my my favorite not so scary scary movies. These are not giallos. They're not really thrillers, and they're not foreign. I'm not going to go too deep into like the cult weird stuff that I've been doing lately. Um, so I thought that I would just do my favorite horror comedies. And so Sarah, do you have a pen or a pencil so you can start writing these down? You know, weirdly, <laughs> uh, after all of that pencil hating talk, I. <laughs> Happened to have one. Wow, amazing. right in front of me, and some perfect. sticky notes. So, oh, post, post it notes, whatever you call them. Stupid, stupid, vile weed. Okay, jot down ones that sound interesting to you. All right, and this is obviously this stuff is so subjective. But here are mine in no particular order. What we do in the shadows is the 2014 mockumentary by Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. He's the guy from Flight of Concords. He's a comedian. He's very funny. But I love, this is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Like not just horror comedy. It's hilarious. It's mundane life as a vampire, roommates keeping up with the chore wheel. It is my kind of humor. Very, very funny. If you haven't seen it, honestly, please do yourself a favor. Um, Creep Show, also one of my favorite horror movies, but I would say that it definitely has kind of a, it, it, it's more of a comic booky but old school style, kind of classic. It's kind of funny. And, you know, Leslie Nielsen's in it, Ted Danson's in it. And if you 
honestly, like you've never seen them in these roles. They're like very wacky. Um, Leslie Nielsen yeah. is like serious and not like, you know, naked gun guy. This is directed by George Romero. And it's obviously a Stephen King. And Stephen King actually stars in one of the chapters, which is like really, really funny to watch. Um, I could watch this over and over. I have. I've probably seen it 12 times. My sister and I quote it all the time. Um, it's great comic relief. Um, Fright Night, this is the 1985 original version. It's very classic. It's starring Chris Sarandon. This is when like that teenager discovers that his new neighbor's a vampire and he turns to like a horror TV actor to help him like slay him. It has a very unique tone. I think this is a great, great movie. It's not scary. It's definitely more on the funny tip. It has like a kind of a, a cheeky tone. Um, I also quote this one all the time with my sister. Also, I don't know if you've seen this, but it, this is kind of an underrated movie. It's called Jennifer's Body. It's from 2009. Diablo Cody wrote the script. It's starring Megan Fox, which I wouldn't even say I'm a Megan Fox fan. But that's she's interesting because great in this. it did not do well. It didn't do well at all. You're right. But that's I, I didn't see it. So it's not because it wasn't a good movie. But I, I do. I happen to know somebody who was working for Disney at the time. And, and oh, they were wow. like, yeah, that was a flop. You know, it was funny. I read something that like Diablo Cody didn't want it to be a horror movie. Like it was supposed to be a comedy, but like they kind of twisted it into a mm. horror movie. Um, it's very, it's like a black comedy. I mean, honestly, Sarah, if you haven't seen it, it is really good, like sarcastic humor, snark and wit. And it, but it's, it's got a little of the over the top gore, but it's kind of more funny, like Quentin Tarantino-esque, like comical, you know, so it's not like scary gore if, if that's sure if that makes sense. yeah yeah i mean that's a great camp one and you know it and actual campy. horror you know they they the lines cross sometimes but they're two different things there's some really funny lines and she like uh lights her tongue like as a lighter like there's just like some really funny little bits uh, an american werewolf in london this is Honestly, I had never seen this until like a few years ago. This is from 1981, directed by John Landis. I mean, this is a cult classic. This is on all the top lists of, you know, it's, it is pretty much the best werewolf movie ever made. It is, it's really good, but it's not really scary. It's more cheeky. It's British. Um, it's, uh, it, it's very, very good. In fact, when I saw it recently, I was like, why have I not seen this before? This is great. American Psycho. We all know American Psycho. Brett Easton Ellis wrote the book 2000. Uh, it was made in 2000. It's a horror satire. I mean, it's, I have a hard time watching this and I read the book and I had a hard time reading the book. It, this is probably in this list. This is the hardest one for me to watch because Christian Bale is too good. There's a lot of subtext. It's a very, it's an intense movie, mm. but it's still a satire. So if you can kind of step back from the horror of it, it is kind of satirical. I did not find this movie scary at all. Um, no. I, 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 I saw the movie. In fact, I remember I went with my cousin Molly, hi Molly, uh, to the theater and we watched it. Hey, Molly. And, and as we left, we were both like, the hell is that like we didn't like it at all mm -hmm. but i hadn't read the book and i wasn't really familiar with ellis's other work mm -hmm. i read the book some years later and i was like huh okay i sort of i get why there what like a cult classic element to this story even existed mm -hmm. i just don't think it was done yeah maybe as, as the movie it was like christian bale is so it's so humorless it is to me where I'm like, it's not scary. Mm -hmm. I'm not worried that he's going to like show up on my doorstep and chop me into pieces. But it's just like, why was this written and then made into a movie? It's just so 
such a downer. It is such a downer, but like the way he sort of like plays his eighties music in, and he's sure. so like, he's off the, he's off his rocker. I mean, he's off the chain, really off the chainsaw, I guess, uh, more appropriately. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, and then, uh, a few more, they live, which is a John Carpenter. You may have seen this. This is a 1988. This is a little more of a like sci-fi satire and you put these sunglasses on and then you see billboards that say like obey your leaders and what i've never heard of oh this. yeah no this is actually a really good movie to watch right now especially what's going on in the world it's um kind of like this like capitalist uh sort of satire i guess and um it's i would not say it's scary it's it has a really cool john carpenter soundtrack uh, it's more about like there's people that are trying to tell you what to think and what to do, like worship money. So it has like things that they write on the billboards to like try to brainwash you. It's it's cool. I mean, it's definitely a classic John Carpenter. And that's from uh, yeah, 1988. Young Frankenstein, 1974. This is Mel Brooks at his best. I mean, I will say it is kind of dated now. Uh, his style is a bit dated. But Gene Wilder is wonderful in this movie. This is not a scary movie. This is a pure comedy, but it's about Frankenstein. But it's totally a comedy. A lot of quotable jokes. Very funny. My last two, Cabin in the Woods. Um, I know a lot of people are divided on this. You either love it or you hate it. This is 2011. This is directed by Drew Goddard. And the writer is Joss Whedon, who did Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who's actually a really funny writer. It's total satire, makes fun of the horror genre. It's very campy and fun. I've, I've seen it like five times. I actually think it's really great. It, it just, they totally make fun of how silly horror can be. And I think it's hilarious. And then Shaun of the Dead, obviously, I'm not going to say much about this because everybody knows this is like the first pick of everybody, probably 2004 is one of the best like Zomcoms. Um, I mean, I loved Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it's that's a total classic. And I, I mean, there's a lot more. I mean, I just did a list of 10, but I would like to know what you guys like as a horror comedy um, I know there's a lot more out there. Please let us know at hi at have such a good day.com and please comment on my list if you disagree or you agree. Indeed. Yeah. Well, to thanks together. That is quite a comprehensive list. <laughs> you know, speaking of it's funny because when I say I hate horror movies, it's it's I don't hate them. Well, mm -hmm. certain ones I hate. I'm just like, this is just not for Midsommar. me. But pff, that movie couldn't go to heck. Oh, I have to say one thing really quick about that movie, Sarah. I was reading these lists about what people thought were the best, like, you know, comedy horror movies. Several people put Midsommar as a comedy. It's not a comedy. I know. <laughs> I knew you'd get upset. <laughs> I mean, there's literally not one. You should see her face right now. <laughs> that, that you would like be like, ha, 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 that's pretty chuckle worthy. No. I agree. It's not a comedy. But yes, again, it's like I am kind of a baby and it's not even because, I mean, listen, I live alone. I got a big dog. I mean, I'm holding my own. You know, yeah. I'm not worried about monsters. It's when I go to sleep. That's the problem. Sure. Because I can't control my dreams. I'd really love to. Lucid dreaming. Anybody know how to do that? Let me know. <laughs> but um, I I had like, it's funny. I wanted to ask you about this, Heather, before before we move on, just because I have... I've had like some crazy REM sleep lately mm -hmm. and REM sleep. I only know it's that because that's all the like weird ass dreams that you remember later mm -hmm. because you're not super deep, you know, you're, you're asleep, but your, your brain is kind of going crazy and like reconstructing itself. You know, mm -hmm. you're like defragging yourself, you know, while you're sleeping. So it's important stuff, but 
I'm, I don't think I'm going deep all that much mm -hmm. these days because I will, I mean, I wake up a lot during the night cause I just, I'm a light sleeper, but some of my dreams are not so. And I know one of the, the, I, well, people say anyway, it never happened to me until recently, but one of the common dreams that is associated with like anxiety is your teeth falling out. Oh yeah. I've had those. So I've never had that before ever. I mean, I have the dream about going to school and I never went to class and now I'm not going to graduate. Have it pretty regularly, sure. you know? And every single time when I wake up, I'm like, Sarah, you know you graduated already. It wasn't real. Why can't you just realize that in your dream and just get out of it, you yeah. know, and then like become a superhero and have some fun? <laughs> but I just can't do it. Um, but the other night I had a dream that one of my teeth, it was like a molar, had fallen out. And I, it was funny because like, you know, sometimes you'll see it like, you know, if someone smiles really wide, you're like, you can tell, you yeah. know, if there's a tooth missing. And I was like, if I smile really wide, they'll be able to tell. But like, if I don't smile that wide, like I might be able to get away with this, but I obviously have to get this fixed. Mm -hmm. But in my dream, my thing was like, or I could just wait it out till my new tooth grows in. <laughs> and like, you know, and that was my whole thing. Like, which it well, won't. Which it won't. There aren't any more. No. And, you know, but like in the dream, I was like, well, it might take a while, but like that's probably the most cost effective measure. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, the, what am I doing? Like, what is happening, brain? Great. Why did you Great. do that to me? You know, like, I love it. I guess I'm like due for a checkup at the dentist or something. Yeah, maybe like you are. But yeah, you know, I've I've had at least one of those tooth dreams. Not recently. I have more where I'm kind of like somewhere different that's unfamiliar, and I'm kind of lost, and I'm trying to find like a door, or I'm trying to, you know, mm. find my way out or my way in. Or I mean, I definitely have a lot of anxiety dreams and. Yeah, the REM thing, that's why I think it's important to sleep in the morning, like until whatever time you decide to wake up. That last few hours, I feel like that's when you're doing the most dreaming. But everybody, all y'all, <laughs> yeah. patreon.com slash have such a good day is where to find us. We are not going to belabor it. But I do want to mention that y'all are pretty lucky because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and Man, I love Mark Marin. I love his WTF podcast, but boy, does he have a lot of ads. I mean, he must have three or four ads and he, he gets creative with them, but it is a little annoying when you listen to him all, like every week because it gets really redundant. So you guys don't have to listen to ads on Patreon, which is pretty awesome. That's exactly right. Yeah. If, if you if you can be a patron um, and can give us as little as $1 a month, you get an ad-free show. Uh, you might hear ads if you use the free version, which is available on any podcasters, and that's cool too. But um, we want you to know that you have options. Yes, options are great. And a few new patrons. Well, they're not new patrons. They all kind of upgraded their patronage. We have Matthew Richmond, Jess Galloway, and David Colwell. So Thanks to all three. Thanks for upgrading. We really Woo -woo. appreciate that. Yeah. Listen, we, you know, we're, we've got, I don't know, I think it was 82 patrons last I checked uh, before, before recording of the show. We'd love to get to a hundred. We would. And we used to be at a hundred. Yeah. You know, we took a break and some people dropped off and we totally understand that. So we're humbling, kind of humbly trying to, uh, you know, just climb up the, that witch mountain again. Yeah. And um, <laughs> see what I did there. And yeah, so just, Thanks in advance.
Yeah. So Heather, we also get a lot of emails from folks and we wanted to highlight a couple. We do. We love the emails. They're so fun. It's kind of like the snail mail thing. Like it just warms our hearts. Um, So Mark A wrote in about, you remember last week, last episode, I talked about the moment uh, lenses where you can attach um, these little lenses to your cell phone. Um, Well, Mark wrote in, he said, I will never stop defending having a real camera. For action shots, telephoto, and low-light photography, nothing beats the quality you get. I really do support anyone getting a real camera, and I think it's obvious if you zoom into pictures. I love how far phone cameras have gone, but I am always blown away when editing a picture out of my camera how good a picture can look with camera lens glass and a modern sensor. Totally agree with you, uh, and I'm sure, Sarah, you agree too because you are um, used to use a real camera. So really appreciate uh, you writing in about that because I'm I'm with you. Yeah, Mark, I'm with you too. It's, it's all about that sensor, right? It's like, I mean, sure, our smartphone cameras, I mean, I use an iPhone camera, but there are better cameras than what I even have right now. But the sensor is only going to be so big because it's a small little device. Exactly. And you're, you're right. It's There are so many photos that I take now with my iPhone and I'm like, wow, that's like a really good photo. You mm-hmm. know, like, not even like, oh, I'm like a great photographer, but just like it looks quality, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. It's, not it's the really same. not the same. And he also mentioned um, also regarding endless amounts of streaming, since we talked about that last episode too. Canopy with a K is a wonderful service with tons of quality movies that's free if you have access to a library card or know a friend that does. That's oh. a great recommendation. I've never heard of that. I don't know if I have a friend who has a library card, but I, I probably do. I just need to ask. Or get one. I mean, (laughs) just get a library card. Like, we can all do it. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, who gets turned away from getting a library card? I think you, I think. Uh, Homeless people live in libraries now. So nobody. (laughs) I think if you have an ID, you can get a library card. It's not like if it's like, oh, if you're a convicted felon, you can't come to the library. It's a public library. Yeah. Exactly. Public library. We also got an email from Mike M saying, and this is very nice, saying thank you to Sarah for being so open about your experiences with therapy and how talking to somebody can help people and shouldn't be stigmatized. Thank you, Mike. I totally agree. Mike says, I know a number of people that have utilized the counseling offerings by the Franciscan Renewal Center here in Arizona. They're run by volunteer counselors. It's all donation-based, so you give what you can. Typically, they're in person, but doing virtual sessions for now, and I'd guess well into the future. Mike says, the facility is run by the Franciscans, but they don't preach religion. They're guided by the principles of St. Francis that everybody deserves to be heard and loved. Might be something that you and other listeners can take advantage of during trying times. Be well and stay safe. And then Mike links us to thecasa.org slash healing. Mike, I'm not familiar with um, this organization, but I'm really glad that you wrote it in, and I I agree with you. I I am I've actually sort of pursued some more therapeutic virtual stuff now that I realize that a lot of people are doing this, and there's a lot of free services or things mm-hmm. that are discounted and just stuff that you know people have. You know, Heather and I were talking before we started recording the show today. It's like. Sometimes you have a down week and an hour kind of getting that off your chest can be really helpful. Yeah. It could change your whole perspective. Yeah. Sometimes that has to be with somebody or some people that aren't the people that are around you all the time that maybe are, you know, enablers or sick of hearing it or, you know, and, you know, again, not, not to say that all of your peers are bad, but it can be 
really therapeutic. And so I appreciate that. And thanks so much for letting us know about the CASA. Yeah, very cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for taking the time out to write us. Indeed. Well, Heather, thanks for taking the time out to do this fabulous show. Episode 7-0. Can you believe it? Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. 70. Damn. I don't don't really know what a witch sounds like. I guess like... (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Before we go. Okay, this is the weirdest thing ever. So I used to work at this... um, It was like a drugstore. And um, it was the kind of place where it was like... Like I worked in the camera department, um, but there was like, you know, Halloween candy and food and cosmetics and, you know, it was like that kind of drugstore. Mm -hmm. And during Halloween, they had like these like just really cheapy, stupid, like kid toy, you know, where you walk into like a CVS these days and it's like, you know, that kind of thing. And there's like blinking lights and stuff. (laughs) And it was like, it was it was like a witch and they were like, yeah, they were like on these, you know, they were battery powered. So they did this thing over and over and it was like, hey, 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 have fear. The end is near. And, and like over and over and over. And I would just like put on headphones and not pay attention. But I worked with somebody who was Jehovah's witness and, you know, don't, don't celebrate holidays. And she uh-huh. was like, you get these things out of here or I'm not working here anymore. And the people who are running the drugstore were like, well, then don't work here anymore because like we're going to sell them. And it was this whole thing that I remember like even because I was quite young, you know, this is like I'm in high school. I remember just being like, huh, this is a really weird dynamic. What will that is what will she do? She didn't quit. And that you kind of understood it or I mean, maybe you understood it Well, I understood it because I was to me, I was like this. That's just like an annoying thing that like makes noise. And she was like, that's like really offensive to me. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I wonder what those, how those are coming across in this day and age. Cause everything's offensive. Well, I also think like how many people bought those and the kids were like, the end is near. Yay. It's just like <laughs> kind of a strange toy. Uh, on that note, the end is near and here. The end is near and here for this uh, particular show, but we will be back next week. We will. And thanks for being with us. Yeah. It's been really fun. Super fun. I will remain Heather. And I will remain Sarah. Have such a good day, please. We beg you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.